Hi everyone, it's your host Daniel Rooms and welcome to the Tell Your Story podcast. Today we have the second episode of the podcast and joining us we have here Brad Kamayu. Brad is currently playing in an NCAA Division I football program at Kent State University and is just getting back to Canada after playing his first spring game on May 1st. Brad, it's a pleasure to have you here today and I'm extremely eager to hear your story, although I'm sure you want to introduce yourself a little bit before we get into it. So Brad, the floor is yours. Tell the listeners a bit about yourself. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Brad Kamayu. Uh, I'm a freshman at Kent State University. I play safety and uh, excited to tell you guys my story. Excellent, excellent. And uh, lastly, before we start here, I'm just going to give a brief reminder that the Tell Your Story podcast is not only for young athletes looking to learn from one another and looking to learn from those that are walking the similar path as them, but it's also essentially for anyone looking to learn from others' experiences and apply that knowledge to any aspect of their life that the knowledge is useful to, not just athletics and sports overall. But that being said, let's get into it. Brad, just as I told the last participant of the podcast, the floor will be yours for a majority of the time being, and this is your story. Nobody else can tell it but you. All right. All right, so basically, just to start, let's let's start with uh, what are your goals? What would you say your overall goal is? And do you have any current goals aside from that overall goal? Okay, so I'm gonna start off with my overall goal. Uh, ever since I was young, you know, I've I've always been a sports guy, and I've always had a a love for football, and I've just always been. Uh, I've always wanted to go league to the NFL, and um, my goal right now, I would say, is just stay focused. Like, don't let anything distract you from that main goal. Yeah, so it, it's like it's like. Keeping a tunnel vision almost, yes, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, tunnel yeah. vision, right? Yeah. All right, so that that being said, though, so you just finished your first year at university. You, uh, it's, it was really just a semester. Just a semester? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you you were there for a semester. You got you got a, a hint of what it's like to be there. Why don't you kind of give me a little bit of a recap about how your first year of Division One football went, or first semester? I mean... um I I've, I'm pretty sure I, I could speak for a lot of people that um, early enrolled as a freshman. It was like it was a wake up call. Like you're just walking into something a lot bigger than how it was in high school football. Like you go into university, and it's not really just you. It's really you. What you present, uh, your school, the media. You know, it's a lot more than just what you're dealing with in high school. So it's a lot to take in at first. And it took me, uh, it actually took me a while to uh, get it down. I got a lot of help from uh, my staff members and my coaches. So, uh, yeah, I, I really, overall, I really, en- uh, I really enjoyed the experience. And what would you say, like, when you got there, did you feel like there was any new kind of like a weight on your shoulder? Like you got the, the city that you were, that Kent State's in, like you got, you got a whole new fan base, a real fan base now, you know what I'm saying, compared to high school. How did how did that feel to have to walk into a place where one day you're just you know what I'm saying you're just high school football player and then the next day all of a sudden you're putting on for a whole city you're putting on for the university you're putting on for that whole area basically I mean once you really think about it it's it's a lot to take in but once you know you just keep thinking about it it's really at the end of the day you still got a uh, you still got a goal to achieve, and it really if you just stay focused on that, everything else is just gonna come to you. So yeah, so yeah. you what you're, you're what you're saying is like basically 
even though you got, you know you have to you got to put on for the, the school you got to do all this I feel like if I stay focused with, with what I'm doing mm-hmm. me putting on for the CD that's I'm, I'm already doing that because I'm, I'm so focused on what I'm doing yeah. and if I stay focused I believe I will achieve what I um, what, what my goal is what your goal is yeah that makes yes. that makes complete sense honestly yeah. and I, I think that's that's a great way to, to think about it because while you're gonna be improving yourself you're also gonna be you know helping out a lot yeah, of people you know what I'm saying you're gonna yeah, be cool. inspiring to a lot of people like yeah. you're gonna be basically doing everything while doing it all for you at the same time you know yeah. what I mean yeah so now let's kind of take it a few steps back, honestly, and let's go to the beginnings of your your relationship with sports and kind of talk about, you know, how did you get involved in sports? And then what really made you choose football above all other sports? You know what I'm saying? Because I know most athletes at the young age, you're doing it all. You're trying yeah. everything out. So, yeah. you know what I mean? What what was your experiences with that? Yeah, well, uh, I didn't I didn't start off with football. I started off with um, with soccer. And uh, my dad, he actually played uh, soccer at a really high league when he was uh, when he was younger in Africa. So I've kind of picked up the love of soccer at first, and uh, just later on the later on the line, uh, yeah, later on the line, uh, I just seen uh, this new sport on TV. I literally just started switching channels. I seen this new sport. I seen that it was football, and I was just sitting beside my brother, and I was asking him, "Hey, what 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 is this?" Just telling me it's football, and then he 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 was a big fan of it, and he he was thinking about playing too. And uh, my oldest brother, both of them, they're they're big inspir- inspirations to me. So when I was younger, I was basically doing anything that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of that kind of helped me out because once once uh, my brother started playing football, I started playing, yeah. and then I just fell in love with it from the start. Like once I started, once I touched the ball, like I don't know, I don't even know what it was like. I was just playing the sport and I just fell in love with it. Like I guess I couldn't stop. Yeah, and then so would you say that your family's influence on your career, your life, yeah. all all of that was just it was a positive and, and huge impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were they were kind of they were they were really putting in the stepping stones for you. Yeah, basically, like, if if it really wasn't for my family, like they gave me so many like life points and so many life points that connected with sports. So just overall, like I would say, uh, like uh, football helped me find a purpose in life. So yeah. that, that's that's that that's that true, genuine, and, and deep yeah. love for the game. Exactly. Like it, it meant everything to you. Yeah, exactly. So like before, I didn't really have, I didn't really have like a purpose. Like I didn't really have a responsibility because that's really what having a purpose in life is. You have mm-hmm. responsibilities. You're responsible for something. Yeah. Hundred percent. We all got we all have stuff to do. You know what I mean. We yeah. all we all got to find that purpose in life. Yeah. And I'm happy that you were able to find it at such a young age, where it allowed you to really focus in and, and go straight forward with yeah. it throughout life. Yeah. But that being said, it's like I know there's a lot of exterior influences that can get in the way of that as we grow up and all of that. So you know what I'm saying. Once you get to high school, a social life becomes a little bit more of a prioritized thing just naturally being you know a young young kid that's wanting to have fun so how did you set your priorities straight so that it was always football and that you know what i'm saying nothing else like that i'm not gonna lie it took a lot of help for you know just to find like a, a working schedule that would help me out you know just to stay successful on my journey uh 
shout out to a lot of people that helped me out. I was just, I just started asking around, you know, I started um, talking to some trainers, some coaches. I talked to some of my aunts. And, uh, oh my God, what was the question again, bro? Uh, the question was just about exterior influences and like, how did you, as you know, we were growing up over and over and over. How did, how did I find, um, uh, how did you find a sense of priority in, in football above all the, the regular things of being a, like a, a high school kid partying, oh, social okay, media life, okay, okay. um, wanting to just, cause I, I know a lot of athletes struggle with the, the balance between these are my dreams, mm-hmm. but right now th- this partying and all this, this is fun. Like this mm-hmm. is what I want to do type of thing. So mm-hmm. where a lot of the times that decision point of where an athlete makes it or not is mm-hmm. really when they can figure out, you know, which one do I really want to prioritize? Yeah. Oh yeah. uh, no, that's, that's a real good question. Um, I didn't realize that by myself. Uh, like I said before, um, I was usually, I was kind of the type of dude, like I was, I would say I was a little bit more uh, born a little bit more like athletic than others, so I was kind of like a little bit more talented than others at a, at a young age. Yeah, just so genetically really, gifted. Yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I would say. Uh, so I was always thinking like, all right, I have that, so I don't really have to put in the work. Let me go have some fun. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't until you know my brother, some of my aunts and uncles, my cousins, they got into my head. They said, "Yo, like you have a gift." And a lot of people wish would would wish like they were given a thousand dollars, whatever, just to have this gift. So I have to stay focused. This like there's a lot that you could do with this gift that you got. And once, you know, I really I really took that in, I just realized like, alright, I'm not like I'm not really gonna have true fun until I am successful and I reach my goal. That's so you, you developed a real and a genuine long term goal. Yeah. Yeah. And how how important do you think that is being a young kid? How how important do you think that aspect of really understanding where you want to do what you what you want to be kind of along the lines of in the long term because I know a lot of times that like, we can't really predict our future. We can't set anything in stone, so it's like you kind of just have to say this is kind of where I want to be at and I'm going to mm-hmm. move towards that. That's a long question, bro. That's a long question, yeah. So basically, it, it's just like me asking, like, how how important was it to to develop that long term goal? Like, how how crucial do you think that was to your career overall and developing that that long term goal at a young age? So I, I searched it up. How um how long would it take for a human to develop such a habit that he would just unconsciously do it? You oh, I mean? you mean like kind of like muscle memory? Yes. The, the idea yes. of muscle Thank memory. You. Yes. Okay. Muscle okay. memory. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I searched that up and it said 66 days. So literally for 66 days, I would be telling myself, do this, this and that. Like every single day, I would tell myself in my head, do this, this and that. And then once you're done with all that, you can do whatever you want. Okay. So uh, I would say it's... I'm not gonna lie. It's not. It's not easy. No, no, not at all. When when those times comes, when this you know it becomes really hard, just remember why you did it in the first place, and how far you've already came. So, and that that actually brings me to my my next point here, where I'm talk. I wanted to talk about motivation and like throughout your life. I'm sure there's been times when that's been tested and all of that type of stuff. So, what do you think is your your main drive of motivation, and then? 
aside from that, on a day-to-day basis where that that main drive isn't enough almost, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so there's going to be days when it's not, it's not going to, it's just not enough to keep you in that motivation. What did you do in those day-to-day times as well to sustain that motivation and always remember that long-term goal that you had set for yourself? I mean, I would just, like I said before, I always look back to why I started it. How many people helped me out to to take me to where I am right now? And how many people I could help if I were to succeed in what I'm doing right now? And that literally is my overall lifetime goal. So if I, if I disregard that, then I'm just disregarding my whole meaning of of life to be honest and everything you work and everything i worked for exactly Mm -hmm. so i can't do that right and then that's when i just have to get up and i push myself no matter what yeah no that that a lot of people don't think like that you know yeah you know this it's 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 not it's uh, not easy to get to that mindset it's hard it's, it's hard because it's just like there's so many external influences that go on throughout right. a, a person's life that right. it, it's easy to get manipulated right. almost like yeah. to where the point where you you genuinely believe that this is this or this is the right thing yes. to do and, yes especially and now it, you know with like social media social and everything media, outside yeah. you know you know what i'm saying it's it crazy has, you know? as young kids thinking that they have to be successful by the age of 18 yeah when, now you're stressing out because yeah. you're 18 you don't have a, a, a whole house or a crib like, yeah and that, that's not it at all yeah. you know what i mean like we're only 18 type of thing. Yeah, like, you know, you just gotta, you gotta relax, bro. You gotta still understand, like, you do, you probably don't even know yourself yet. Like, you're, you're 18. Exactly. You're you're still young. Like, just exactly. relax. Like, remember, you got this whole life ahead of you. Be patient in what you're doing and just be consistent. That's the main goal. Yeah, and a lot of times, like, what I, what I like to tell myself with that concept of age and all that is just, like, we're 18 now. Two-thirds of our life that we've spent so far that'd be 12 years right Mm -hmm. it's only 12 years so that's two-thirds of your life 12 years and we only 30 years old from now two-thirds we get another two-thirds of our life to spend now where we can really develop our goals and turn our dreams into reality and by the end of that 12 years we'll be 30 years old bro like like, this is this is the type of stuff that people really don't think about not at all and that that's the thing like that's why that's honestly why i started this podcast was that that realization of just there's so much time yeah there's so much there's so many things that we can do and we can try out we're gonna fail here and there but it's staying it's staying in that rotation of keep on trying you know what i mean and that great coach once said uh it is event plus response equals outcome so there is an event, right? Mm-hmm. Which is anything that's happening in your life. Yeah. Something happens. May possibly it's an ad- you go you're going through like adversity right now, but that adversity doesn't really matter. It really it really matters on how you respond to that adversity. Hundred percent. So if you respond to that positively, then you're gonna go about it. Your outcome's gonna be positive. No positive it's gonna go in a positive way, yeah. right? So if you think about it in a negative way, then it's gonna go about it in a negative way. And that's how I also think about. Um, like just how you think of life mm-hmm. like if you think of life like oh life is just one gray cloud then i believe like if you just keep thinking that then that's just what it's going to be for the rest of your life because you keep thinking that 
it, it, and a lot of times it's a sense of comfortability like people feel yeah. comfortable in being that, yeah being that sad being and that, that sad and all that because trying it's uncomfortable like yeah going yeah. outside of your comfort zone is not easy right but getting up and trying you know day by day yeah. it, it's gonna change but it, it's super easy to get into that comfortable state of it wanting is. to just wait it out like it kind is. of just accepting yeah. accepting something that's not even really an accepting of because yeah, you, you exactly, can't cause... you can't tell yourself you're gonna be a bum yeah and just speak you're speaking what it's speaking into existence honestly yeah, what, what you want to speak into existence is that's what's gonna happen from exactly. there you yeah. know what i mean and a lot of a lot of people they just they don't want to do that yeah, yeah they don't want to speak it into existence not they don't want to sure. they don't want to improve or anything like that and not not to say like they're bad or anything like that you know what i mean like everyone reaches that point yeah. in life. you just gotta you really just gotta dig deep like it's not it's not easy at all i understand that but you really gotta put in that effort because if you really put in that effort like you you could you'll be surprised how powerful your mind really is i completely agree with you with yeah. that one like like our minds like what we can do exactly especially with all the opportunities that are out there in the world today like yeah. we talked about how social media it, it's a negative thing in, in that aspect of making us believe that we got to be this and that mm -hmm. by a certain age but it's also positive in the sense that it's opened so many doors mm -hmm. for young kids to become successful yeah you know what i mean like yeah. without social media everyone's got to go to college do their four years and get a job after mm -hmm. Now with social media, you can have an eighteen-year-old entrepreneur advertising his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do it like do Instagrams, Snapchat, like everything. You know what I mean? Getting paid. Getting paid. Paid. Paid at the age of <laughs> the, the age of eighteen, and yeah. this, and even if you're not that at that point of success, you just it's understanding that it's available to you. Yeah. And you can take it if you want it. Yeah. See, that's see, that's that, that's well said. Cause I was even saying like when you're looking at people like other people you know flexing whatever their money their big cribs big houses i'm i wouldn't look at it as like oh man i don't have that if anything i'm gonna look at it like i want that i need I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go work get towards that. that i'm gonna go work towards that like that's that's literally how you just gotta look at things and your whole perspective of life will change like i promise you i but i literally when i started telling myself it's me against me only yeah yeah from then on there it was it was just like you do you yeah. whatever's best for you go and do it you yeah. know what i mean yeah. but i'm i'm gonna do what i need to do for me and that from there you don't have to compete with nobody you're not you're not really all because i for me personally i was always in this sense of like comparing myself to others which is a big thing amongst athletes because mm -hmm. that's what we're always doing essentially we're always being compared to other people we're Flex. always comparing ourselves and that's kind of like where I believe social media becomes negative because you hop on Twitter, you see, oh, he got this many offers. He yeah, got, and yeah. you're like, I don't have any. And a lot of times, an athlete will be jealous and sit there mm -hmm, and mope mm -hmm. about it. But it, should they take that as a challenge, it, it'll go the complete other way. Yeah. You're going to be that, that guy on Twitter making other people like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, that's what I kind of wanted to ask you was, the way that you took the competitiveness of the game how did you handle that and how did you really get a, a hold of it to the point where like i said like you were comparing yourself against you mm -hmm. instead of comparing yourself against other people 
I mean, I'm going to be honest. Ever since I was, like, young, I've always had, like, that mindset of it's really just me against me. Like, I'm going to outwork myself. Like, for example, like, from what I did yesterday, I'm going to go, like, five times better. Like, I'm going to do five times more stuff than what I did yesterday. And I, I would say, I would say it's not, I was, like, born like that. Obviously, my brothers, they, they had that mindset. And, like, just... Being around my brother, I just built around. I just built that mindset for myself, and without even knowing, that's just how I always been. Like it's always been like just me against me, and always trying to improve myself, seeing my flaws, and be like, all right, let me. I'll try and fix that. And that 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 that's a huge part of it. It's yeah. like self reflection is it's huge. Yeah, it, that's it, it's huge in an athlete's life. You exactly. know what I mean? It, it helped me a lot with when it when it came to like you know people talking smack about me like that. All that stuff never that never got to my head. Like it's really, I'll say right now, like, it's really hard to get in my head. Like if you re- if you want to get me mad, it it will take a lot. Nah, yeah. You know, but like I I know, uh, what, what am I gonna say? Like I I, I know you what know it's worth. Are? Yeah, like I I know who I am. Like I know what's worth. Like if it's not if it's not worth risking something, like at the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm gonna think long term. Like if oh okay okay so anything that's gonna uh, affect my goal mm-hmm. to making making it to the league yeah i'm not even gonna think about doing it like if it's gonna disrupt it i'm not even gonna think about it i'm walking away like that's yeah. just it is, how it is and that's that's where a lot of a lot of with like i said earlier like like i keep coming back to this idea of social media because it plays mm-hmm. such a huge role in yeah in the sports world today where yeah. it's like you have you have kids that have never met each other they don't know nothing about each other fighting over God knows what. Yeah. And they're probably not going to meet each other in mm-hmm. life, but that's taking time away from both of their goals. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's taking time away from them being able to go and make something successful out of themselves. Like, mm-hmm. So you seem to have gotten a real good hold of that, that idea that uh, you have, you're you, you're not going to let no one trick you out of being you. Right. Right. And, there's a lot of people that are gonna, there's a lot of people that struggle with that you mm-hmm. know what I mean so mm-hmm. having that achieve that what would you say to somebody who's kind of struggling with the that I guess you can call it confidence almost yes within, yes it's, you know that's what exactly it's, just, it's self-confidence that's Self, exactly self-confidence what it is. so how would you what would you suggest to people that are kind of struggling with that idea of self-confidence because like I said, like social media, it, it's a constant repetitiveness of if you're already not that confident, mm-hmm. it'll bring you down more yeah. type of thing. Yeah. If you are confident, it's going to raise you up way yeah. higher than where you could have ever gone. Mm-hmm. So for those that are kind of struggling mentally, yeah. like definitely yeah. mentally, what, what would you suggest to them? I mean, I would say like whatever type of motivation you're looking for, whatever type of confidence outside of yourself you're looking for stop looking for it because it's already within yourself like if someone else is telling you oh like you're not good enough to play football ask yourself are you really not good enough to play football you've seen yourself play are you uh can you catch the ball can you run routes if you know that you could do uh the following you know then you'll be good like you don't have to listen to what anyone else is saying there's like you, it's really about putting the value on other people's opinions. 
Okay, yeah, no, that that makes complete sense, and it, it it's also like it's just um, what was the words that I was looking for? Almost, it was kind of like a sense of listening to your to yourself deep yeah, down, yeah. which is it's hard, you know what I mean? Like, cause sometimes the answer may be this isn't for me, yeah. but you don't you don't want to face that answer for okay. a long time. Yeah, that's that's true. Very you know true. What I'm saying? Like yeah. listening listening to yourself yeah. deep down, mm-hmm. aside from the manipulations that you've put in place just because you know you might have a deep love for it, it you know I mean? it's easy to love something but sometimes you it'll reach a point where you gotta you gotta walk yeah. away from it you know yeah. what i mean and like mm-hmm. that that's hard for a lot of people but you know knowing that like there's people like you out there that can that know what it's like both ways and became mentally strong that it's great to hear that type of thing that's why i knew from fact from the start of this podcast like your story is one that's it's, it's going to help a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that being said, let's kind of hop into, let, let's talk more about you yourself. You know what I mean? And like how you went out, how you went about your football career. So mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about your recruitment process. Mm-hmm. Cause if there's one thing that I know personally is that in Canada, there's not enough knowledge about the <laughs> recruitment process. There, there, there's no one wants to, tell you what to do no one's gonna be able to not not i'm not gonna say nobody there's, there's definitely people but it ain't it's not like the states you yeah. know what I'm that's just a simple fact yeah. of the matter is it's, it's not like the states and for sure getting recruited as a canadian or internationally even within america too it it, it can be a dream that seems a, a bit too real to some people in yeah, a sense where true. it's like you you gotta understand just because you're good, it don't mean someone's gonna come and throw a hundred thousand dollars scholarship. Very, very at you. true. Very, very true. You know what I mean? You got it. There's things that you have to do for yourself to mm-hmm. make it be known. Yeah. So what in your recruitment process? Let's let's just go from the start and let's run right through up until when you got that offer. Mm-hmm. At the start of your recruitment, where at the start, I guess you could say, was that realization that you you wanted to be recruited. Mm-hmm. So what what did you? When did you realize it, and what were your first few steps after that realization? <laughs> I mean, once again, like, since there's been, like, a long-time dream from, like, ever since I was young, mm-hmm. like, to be specific, about, like, 10 years old. Yeah. I've been training ever since I was, like, 10 years old. Like, I'll literally go outside, do, like, I'll, first I'll go, like, on Google, search up some football workouts. But, like, workouts, I'll search up literally uh, workouts uh, NFL's, NFL stars do to go to the league, something like that. And then I'll just look at it, I'll go straight outside and I'll just, I'll copy it. Like, literally having that, that, that goal in my mind just all the time, that mm-hmm. shit just gave me, that, that gave me like a lot of uh, motivation. And that just, that just gave me like a drive because I knew what, like, what the outcome could be if I, re- if I reached that goal, you know? So, mm-hmm. And um, I I know this just because I, I know you well. You started off at at Michael Power, yeah, and then you went to Football North, yeah. right? So, Football North, from what I know, was kind of when they really introduced athletes to the the business side of the recruitment process. I I, I guess you can call it the business side where it's mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. It's a, a it's more outside than, of your abilities. Yeah, it's more than just football. More than just right. football. So, right. what what are you what are, what were your big takeaways from that transition from you know regular high school yeah, to, to a program where they know why you're there, they 
you're paying. Uh, your most people will be paying to be there. You got a goal. Mm. How are you gonna make all of that work together? Mm. So you're asking what, like, what I did to what did you what you did or or what did you learn from football north that was okay a bit different from michael power because what i can say is like off of personal experiences when i got into a regular high school uh, yeah. at ht which was a great program and all that yeah it was just my mind wasn't extended to d1 mm-hmm. it was always within the confinements of staying in Ontario. Ontario right. You know what I mean? Because that's just, that's where we are. We're yeah, an Ontario type yeah. of thing. You're thinking really that's just the reality. I, that, exactly. And yeah. I was thinking in a small pool yeah. when it really could have been a, a big pool. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's ways to get out of it. But I was... Right. Cutting yourself short. Always manipulating. Cutting yourself short yeah. is essentially what was happening. Yeah. So how did you escape from that that mindset and said, I'm going to go farther than where people are expecting this me to go, you know what I'm saying? I'm just an Ontario kid. I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the states. I'm a, I'm going to become one of those types of kids. What what about the transition made that happen? Hmm. I mean, I guess it's just when I first started off playing um Canadian football and I'll I'll play Canadian football and then watch American football, right? And mm-hmm. obviously there'd be rumors about oh man like americans do crush canadians in, in football like hands down you know so i'll just be watching them play and, and you know i kind of have i kind of have like a competitive mindset because of what what i've heard so i just i just thought to myself like man i could i could do what i could really do what these guys are doing like i just i, I just really believe that like you, I, you I could put do, yourself on their level yeah exactly i put myself on their level and, and you, once I once I put myself on that level, I literally just I tried myself out. Like, uh, I went to football on Earth, right? Yeah, and, and that's that's important because putting yourself on that level and being put on that level are two different things. Because yeah. from what I've I found is a lot of a lot of Canadian athletes get confused into thinking that if I work hard, one day I will be put on that level. Mm. But it, it's not you're not going to get like put that. on that level. Right. You have to put yourself on that level and then prove it. Right. You know what I mean? You gotta, And that's that's what you did. You got to the States and then yep. you started playing games in the States, right? With yep. Football North. And you started proving it. Yep, exactly. Got a, got more of like a feel of it. Oh, a good feel of, like, yeah. of football. You know yeah, so, yeah, American football, right. So what was it like though? That, that first game or even maybe not the first game, maybe my, if you guys won or something like that. But that first time when you really realize like the this is different from canada mm-hmm. the, these american dudes even though i don't want to say like they're better or worse or anything like but there's definitely a difference in the way the sport oh, is played yeah, yeah. so a lot. how what, what was that first realization like that first game or or, or that first time ta- ta- maybe getting slapped or something like that you know what i mean i mean i would say the first game just literally there's a big difference with the culture of football in canada and in the u.s you go to a game in Canada, you're gonna see a crowd, cowbells, and a lot of people shouting. Yeah, right? yeah. But you go to a game in the states, you're gonna see some drums, possibly some soldiers. You're gonna see forty thousand people, cheerleaders. Like it's, they they take the game a lot more serious than, uh, than Canadians do. And did that say. did that make you take the game more serious? It made me fall in love with the game even more. Oh, okay. Because of how they they put so much time into this sport 
and how much love like the like how much love like each like all the citizens have for for football right mm-hmm. so once i just seen all that i was like man i'm i'm not leaving <laughs> yeah you you, you did yeah. your best to get back there yeah and now exactly. you're back there on the biggest stage that there's gonna exactly. be you know what i mean yeah and playing that first game in the stadium in front of all those people mm-hmm. what 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 are you because we're gonna do a follow-up interview you know what i'm saying not interview but, but follow-up podcast for sure but, when you're further down the road so I, i'm gonna ask this now and then follow up with it later is what are you expecting that that first moment that first time walking through the tunnel what 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 do you think it's gonna be like i honestly don't even know Indescribable. Like, i can't yeah exactly that's that's what i was gonna say it's it's gonna be undescribable like the way i'm gonna be feeling is a feeling i've possibly never felt before Probably. Yeah, because yeah. you said you said when you got there for that high school game, it made you fall in love with football even, even more. more. And then so, now you, because when you were going there, you were always on the enemy side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They weren't cheering for it's, you. Exactly. They were cheering against you. Yep, now you're gonna be walking out there. They gonna be cheering for you. That's exactly what, you know I'm, what I'm saying. saying? Like, like I was literally getting motivated by people booing me, and now people are literally cheering, cheering me, like, you on. my name or something like that. Like that's they don't that's even know be, you, but they put their faith in you. Exactly. Like, that that's that's. That's what sports does. Exactly, it's a community, and that's why yeah. I love it. I love the the idea, the concept, the yeah. industry, like everything about sports is a beautiful thing. It, it's a beautiful thing, honestly. Like that, and that's why I was talking about this with the last person in the podcast, Nathan. Where you can do anything with sports. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just be an athlete. You know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the sports will show you love in any way, shape, or form, as long as you show it. Love, right. You right. know what I mean? Right. And that that being said though is it's just like throughout your career was there any time where that love for the game was really really put to the test um i know for a lot of people it was covid mm-hmm. you know what i mean not having a season or anything like that but it could have been even before you know what i mean like was there a time where you were just like man this is it's becoming a lot mm-hmm. almost you know what i mean I wouldn't say where I've thought about, like, I said to myself, oh, this is, I don't know if I could keep going. I don't think I've ever really said that before, but there is, there is, there's been a lot of times, especially recently, that I'm just like, wow, this is, this is really not easy. Like, this is a lot to, to take, you know, but, you know, once again, like that, that's going to happen no matter what you do. Like, if you're, if you're chasing something that you want. You're going to face adversity, and that adversity is going to be one of the hardest adversities you're gonna be like you're ever gonna challenge, ever yeah. gonna face, right? Because it's because you're chasing the goal that you want, so life is gonna throw you a lot of challenges. So basically, you just gotta keep, you gotta keep beating those challenges day by day. And that that like that brings up a, a great point about how, you know, when you get used to avoiding those challenges is when you you become comfortable yeah. with, with running away. Yeah. And that's that's something that a lot of a lot of people, a lot of athletes, they struggle with because for so long, like I know especially with athletes, for so long they could get praise. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're they're all this and all that. Then they get, they get they get exactly they, yeah. they, they start thinking they it's a good thing that they think they're on that level, but they have to realize being on that level means everybody is on that level. Mm. You know what I mean? You're mm. not, you're not differentiated yet. Right. You got to differentiate yourself. Right. And 
you know, from there, it, it just becomes a matter of who wants it more, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that brings me actually to my next point about mindset-wise, there's a huge difference between overconfidence and confidence, and then humbleness comes into play. Mm-hmm. How would you describe overconfidence, and then how does the, the idea of confidence differentiate in your mind? overconfidence i would say that's equivalent to being like cocky like Mm -hmm. you just got a really high pride and you're not really you're not you're not really um talking about um your results you're just really talking about uh anything and you just want to you just you just want to put everyone down like okay yeah that's 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 what i see as someone being like overconfident like you're just always trying to uh one up yeah always trying to one up someone exactly oh, okay like yeah. all the time and that, 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 that that's a great that's a that's a great way to describe it because it's like confidence is when in, in my opinion at least before you before you get into it mm-hmm. confidence would to me after you basically describing overconfidence would be knowing that you know you can do this but you don't have to you don't gotta scream it you don't have to shout it out to the world you know Facts. what i'm saying like you can prove it when it's time to prove it, but mm-hmm. a lot of the times, from what I'm hearing from you, is overconfidence is when you're proving it without the need to prove it. Yep. And that that that, that okay yeah no, exactly that yeah that's exactly what I'm saying. And then so humbleness now, uh, it, it's honestly it's a controversial topic in sports. Yep, yep. It really is, and a lot it goes unnoticed because being humble is good you know what i'm saying being respectful to your coaches understand being happy being appreciative of the spot you're in mm-hmm. but a lot of times in the sports industry humbleness can put you in a position where people are using you and walking walking over your all this type of stuff you know what i'm saying like humbleness humbleness you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. to the point where i might i might challenge that but yeah I, go I, on. no i hear you let, tell me what tell yeah. me that yeah i no, want to get into this yeah sure. yeah go on go on so what what I'm kind of getting to is like, it's hard to describe. It's like, let's just say ten years ago, yeah, you you signed me to my first contract. Mm-hmm. Ten years goes by, and you now now I'm grateful for that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm grateful for the fact that you gave me that contract. Mm-hmm. But ten years goes by, and now I I want to go somewhere else. Okay. And you bringing up the points. Oh, I gave you this contract. I give you should be grateful. You should be humbled about all, and that they're trying to use mm. that to keep you to stay. I but okay. See, I I think you're using humble. Like I don't think humble is the right word for what you're trying to describe. Mm, okay. Like what I'm what I'm hearing is like trying to play stuff a little bit too safe, and that's not really being humble. Like what, what, okay, from what what I'm hearing for you, you're 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 saying like okay. Um, so because he gave me that uh that contract, I should be like loyal to him and anything he wants, I'm gonna get him. Yeah. I don't think that's that's what being loyal is, uh being humble is, mm-hmm. actually. So then yeah, let, let's get would, into your description of humbleness. I would say being humble is knowing exactly what you got, knowing who you are, and not having to prove it to anybody, no matter what. So mm-hmm. for like example, you you go up and tell a dude, Yeah, I run a four two nine. And he don't believe you. He's like, all right, race me. And you say, nah, I don't, I don't got to prove that to you. Like, I know that I run a 4.29. I don't got to race you to prove that. You know? Yeah. So it, and, to you, it's like, it's, 
it's not showing off all the time. It's really yeah, just you just it's just really just just knowing yourself, like knowing what uh when to prove yourself and knowing when not to when you don't really got to, you know? Like you're just humble. Like you, you don't really gotta you don't gotta do out of the ordinary unless, you know, it's really necessary. Okay, yeah, no, that See that I, I see what you mean with with where I was kind of getting a bit confused because now I'm starting to think there there definitely is another word for that description. Of yeah, what but I, was I can't about. I can't find a word. I, I can't think of it. I can't think of it either at what all. Is it, bro? But what what you said it, it brings to mind this this story I was hearing about. Um, these people brought a cheetah to a racetrack huh? with a dog racetrack. Take that in like a cheetah to a dog racetrack, and they cheetah they kept it in the stall. Yeah. And when the siren went off, all the dogs went. But the cheetah, it just stayed there. Oh, and wow. Then, he got finessed. <laughs> definitely did. But what what the moral of the story from there was the cheetah already knew it was winning that race. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yep. it, it, See, that's it exactly. didn't have to prove itself. It yep. knew who it was. It yep. knew what it was. And it just stayed there. You know what I mean? That's exactly my definition of humble right there, bro. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, so that, I, now I Very completely well understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, you see my definition of humble that that that's where i feel like that's where the controversy becomes in because a mm-hmm. lot of times people will take that 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 pure concept of humbleness mm-hmm. and try and manipulate it in an athlete's eyes to make it seem like your humbleness should be having me having control over you type of thing mm-hmm. so that's where i was kind of trying to get to where the sense of like a lot of times in the sports industry you take a kid just being kind of appreciative and grateful for what it is yeah. and abusing that to make sure that it's always in a beneficial position for you even if mm-hmm. it's not beneficial for right. them anymore right and and that that's probably one of my biggest issues with the sports industry because there's so many opportunities for athletes that they don't even realize be, because of those mm-hmm. overhead influence and that brings me to my point where i want to talk about coaches influences parents influences those those it's not a it's not a friend to friend talking it's like an authoritative figure where yeah, you're yeah. you're really trying to listen to them mm-hmm. and most Learn. of the time you're doing what they say yeah. but there's also a time and where it might not be the best for you type of thing and a lot right. of times it can be manipulated so let's kind of talk about the roles that coaches your parents have, have played or if you want to talk about your parents have played in in your career and what do you think the importance of those authoritative authoritative figures are in a athlete's life i mean i'm gonna say first of all it, it is your parents that's gonna um affect you the most when it comes to uh your athletic decisions especially if they're uh in your life a lot you know taking you to your games and all that because they're gonna have the last say like they're gonna you're gonna hear from them on your way to practice and on your way back Mm. so you know that's gonna have like a big influence so i I would say like um Uh, we we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast so so i if you want some help just kind of taking off what we are picking up from where we left off we were kind of talking about you know like basically it, it was like a sense of supporting your child yeah but also making sure that you're not trying to live your dreams through them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, bro. Because, Shout out I am Matthew. I got that idea from them. But yeah, yeah, that, that podcast is amazing. There's, there's a lot a lot to learn from that podcast. Yeah, we watch them like, almost every day. Yeah. But nah, they were, he, what, what Trent and Fire was saying, like, he's, he's right. Like, 
I, I agree with what he's saying. Like, if you're trying to live your life through your son, like, that's that's a loser mentality. That just means that you're too lazy to get it yourself. Uh-huh. And you, you you literally made this kid to be your 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 savior. So it's not... She, like, he, he doesn't really become your kid. He becomes, like, your... Your uh, everything, basically. Yeah, like, you know, like, like your, your test subject, like... Mm. He 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 has to make it because if he doesn't make it, then your we're second on. chance, basically. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah, your second yeah. chance, and that yes. that that's a lot of times that's what's happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying is, you have that that parent in the crowd just completely screaming at their kid, ruining yeah. their confidence, and it's because most times they they saw themselves in that same position mm-hmm. and. You know, they yeah, they just they just started freaking out. They just started freaking out because yeah, exactly. they're like, oh, it's a repeat. But yeah. it's, it can't it can't be like that with a kid because they everybody on this earth is unique. Yeah, and it's not not everything's gonna happen the same way. Nah, man. not at all. History they say history repeats itself, but not like that. Man. Not like that, that at all. You can't you can't force a future into yeah. somebody. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, the to more t- you, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry to interrupt you there, but um, just to touch on coaches because yeah. that's a huge topic in the sports world they have control over so many young athletes and mm-hmm. all this coaching wise how how important do you think it is to or actually let's start with what do you believe is the ideal characteristics of a coach that's actually there to make children or athletes reach the next level uh I'll go with like as as what they say a, a player's coach, a coach that really tries to understand what the kid's been through, what the kid is going through, how he reacts to stuff. Because you can't coach every player the same way. Every every individual has their own way of getting coached. Like they're gonna take they're gonna take some th- uh different things in different ways, you know. So you gotta know uh how to approach this uh individual player, right? And I believe that plays like a really big impact on the love for uh, the athlete, for the kid, because if you know if this if the coach doesn't really study the kid, he could ruin his career like that. Yeah, I just com- like that. I completely agree with that statement. It's just like a coach can really do damage. Exactly. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of times they're filling in a a position of of authority that a lot of children need like a lot of times you'll have a, a coach being a father figure to a kid mm-hmm. meanwhile the, the coach ain't even thinking about it like right, that you right, know what i mean right and that kind of that's that's kind of where i i wanted to ask you about like the the coaches that you've experienced throughout your career would mm-hmm. you would you say that they they were the types that were to boost your career or or would you say, you know what I mean? And this is this is like, you know what I mean? Obviously, you respond how you want to, but mm-hmm. is was there any where you would say, you know what I mean? Like he he had a, a negative impact on my my career. Uh, see, this is the thing. Positive or negative impact, that both helped me, um, like try to push myself into uh, you know, trying to uh, get to my goal. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I know, like, this is it's, it, this is life. We're going to be faced with adversity. There's going to be something wrong. Like, not everything's going to be going to be perfect. So you just have to know, like, if you're dealing with something negative, 
know how to know how to handle it because the next time something negative comes it's gonna come even easier to you on how to handle it and then more and more negative uh connotations comes and then you know you just you just know how to handle all of this it's not really that negative no more you know what i mean like it's, it's more of like a lesson it's not really oh man like i, I want to quit i want to give up this is just like okay so this is how this is how it is all right this is how i should react to it you know what i mean yeah i, I kind of have a saying about that that i kind of uh, is cherish the good and learn from the bad you know exactly I mean? exactly like it's like a constant cycle of improvement yeah because the bad is gonna make you is basically the bad is forcing you to learn yeah yeah you know what i mean and the good the good is it's good to know that because that's going to apply to that confidence aspect of it Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. and uh, but with that constant rotation of it yeah it's a it's a it's a recipe for success from what you're describing too as well and like a lot of times it's the the idea that that gets put into athletes which i honestly think stems from the idea that we consider winning good and losing bad bad yeah and a lot of times that puts in the athlete's mind that, you know, the bad is the bad. There's, there's yes. nothing. Oh, it just yes, sucks. Like I, exactly. It, but, and this, this is where I found a, a pivotal point in my career was learning from losses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Learning from your something. You know, mm-hmm. someone's giving me buckets. We get beat out. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I would always just cuss about the games, you know. I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just want to be mad. Yeah. But... From what I'm from what I'm hearing from you and definitely from what I'm seeing like now that I I've kind of taken more notice to professional sports is they're using that as as a way to get better. And that's mm-hmm. where film comes in mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And then it's also that that's where the, the swallow your pride uh, the yep. idea of swallowing your pride comes in. And that yep. that I believe is one of the most crucial parts of being an athlete. Yeah. Is is swallowing your pride. So what what are your thoughts on that? Nah, what what everything everything you're saying is is right on. Like you really gotta, you gotta put your pride aside. Like if you want to be great, you can't be scared to to fail. Like you you literally gotta expect it. Yeah. And then once you expect it, know what you did. Like what did I do, for for me to fail, learn from that, and then move on. You know what I mean? Like that's literally like it's it's so crucial. Like that's a really crucial thing to do. Swallow your pride. Like DBs in the NFL are getting burned, like they're getting ankle broken. That all that's getting posted on Instagram. Do you think they care? No, they're in the weight room, they're on the field, they're getting better. Like that's that's a, that's the that's that's the mindset of a great athlete. That's that's what I believe. Oh, okay. You know? So you believe like the difference between good and great would be that understanding of swallowing yep. your pride. Yeah, that's like a really a really crucial point yeah to be to becoming great yeah and i i can't i can't agree more with that because it's like it a, a good a good example of it would be arguing with refs yeah you know what i mean like yep. that is something as a child you you argue with refs you know what i'm saying you, you get but as you grow up you start to realize that i'm gonna just he made the call Mm-hmm. I got to swallow the fact that I don't agree with the the call. Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe the call made me look bad, whatever. <laughs> I'm a I'm a keep moving though, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's when it allows you to stay mentally headstrong throughout an entire game almost, you know. No, I mean? you're right. Yeah. Because I I can say this is reps have interfered with my my 
my game no. just by you know what I mean just yeah. by those weird little calls this and that and it's like <laughs> now I'm focused on proving the ref wrong mm. when it it's not like that you know what I mean yeah, like, it really gotta it's be like you that, really but... can't be like that and yeah. sometimes it's gonna work you know so sometimes it's gonna be a good sense of motivation you know what I mean mm. if no one's pro- if you're try- if you're not trying to prove anything you know what I'm saying right, prove the ref right. wrong sure right. but I, I think that like as a young kid like realizing or starting to get that swallow your pride under control if you're mm-hmm. trying to actually learn it right. is to learn to not necessarily not argue with refs there's going to be bad calls that you might have to speak up about but learning to move on that's a good way of, of getting that swallowing your pride mindset set mm-hmm. and, and in motion type yep, of thing to become great like other people's opinions you'll be surprised how less and less important it's going to be as you get older like you're really gonna like the people's opinions that's really gonna matter it's really just gonna be the people in your circle family like people that you're really really close to other than that why why are you getting mad because he said that he doesn't know anything about you and you're also giving him power when you exactly you're yeah you're giving him power yeah just by all of a sudden somebody that you don't even know you don't have you're not gonna see him on a day-to-day basis right he can bring out emotions out of you that shouldn't be brought out by someone like yep. that. You know what I yep. mean? And that that's kind of what I wanted to kind of end this this podcast on was the idea of keeping emotions in check. And it, it's, a, it's a real big aspect to sports. You know what I'm saying? Because offside, out of, outside of sports, off the court, you still got to remain professional mm-hmm. because you're understanding that people... that there's no leaving it you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. when you're off the field it doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden some different human being mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. people still see you as the person on the field yeah. and a lot of times we see athletes hit their downfall because they can't keep their emotions in check both yeah. on and off the field yeah, off field citations off oh my goodness like, it, yeah. it's crazy you know what I'm saying yeah. you you it's just it, it's honestly insane so you see some of the athletes that have so much potential and some weird interaction out, just out, even, out of attitude just you know? out of attitude again swallowing their pride keeping all of that so what are your thoughts on that what have how have you dealt with it personally and then what would you suggest to to young kids or even honestly this is one of those one of the things i'm talking about one of those aspects of life that can be applied to anything not just sports you mm-hmm. know what i mean like keeping your emotions in check is something that is a absolutely crucial life skill mm-hmm. that you have to learn mm-hmm. and master mm-hmm. throughout life. Yes. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? All right. So personally, from my experience, uh, I always knew there's, 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 there's two different ways to think of things emotionally and critically. Right. So you just got to know when, you know, to put your, uh, when to put your thoughts into which section, right? Yeah. So, for example, like if you, if you lost the game, I would not, I would not get into my feelings because that's just gonna, it's gonna put me in a worse spot. It's just, and it's, it's going down a deeper path. Yeah. It's digging a hole. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's gonna start digging a hole. Yeah. Right. But if I, if I start thinking with my head, like if I just start critically thinking, like, you know what, we got, we got a few more games, you know. I just really just start looking at the brighter side because that's what you could really do if you're just thinking, you know, critically. So don't let your feelings overcome your rational thinking. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, uh, 
Oh my gosh, I forgot what else. I had a whole speech behind that. <laughs> nah, trust uh, me. I, I know, I know what it's like, but uh, it's, it might it might help. It. I I remember a little bit of a quote, just a bit of it. It was kind of like, "Don't make promises when you're happy." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nice don't make. Um, I think it was like, "Don't make decisions when, when you're, you're mad." When you're mad, yeah. And uh, don't do something when you're sad or something. I forgot, but I yeah, it's something like. But it, it's it's basically basic. It's all good. It's basically describing what you're you're talking about in the sense where our emotions can really become manipulative in our mindset to the mm-hmm. point where, like as I said earlier, you genuinely believe that mm-hmm. what you're what you're thinking is right but it's it's your emotions talking you won't realize that until you calm down again right oh man you see w- exactly what you just said it was really what i was i was gonna oh, say okay, like, okay see this is, uh, let me i'm gonna say it in yeah, my own words say it like, in your own words for sure like basically oh uh, okay so you got your rational thinking then you got like your you know your like your feelings right yeah you're faced with adversity mm-hmm. you're gonna feel something obviously and that's okay like if you're a, a man or a woman, you're going to feel something. Sad, mad, something. It's okay to feel that way. Yeah. But don't let that feeling... uh, Don't don't let that feeling make a decision for you. Okay, That's so don't let your do. feelings dictate what you do. Yes, exactly. Oh. Don't let your feelings dictate... Damn, you smart. <laughs> don't let your dictate... <laughs> oh, shoot. Don't let, don't your, emotions let, don't let your emotions dictate what you do. Yeah. But yeah. No, yeah, that that's definitely... I think we can set it straight that that's pro- that and swallowing your pride is two, which is two two of, two of the big things that yeah. that athletes need to yeah. to get under check and if at a young age you start to really look to improve those things mm-hmm. you're also going to notice that coaches and stuff will be more attracted to you because that brings in the idea of being coachable mm-hmm. when your emotions is able to overtake your your, your rational thinking to over dictate how what you do yeah then what happens when in practice your coach is trying to push you and, and every once in a while you're not going to take it the best way, you know what I mean? But it's being able to calm down and continue moving instead of flipping back out at him because we right. remember he's a coach at the end of the exactly. day. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know See, what, while, what I would say like as an advice, while you're going through that, like he's, he's yelling at you and you feel like you want to yell at him back, just thinking about it, like think about what is that going to do? You yell at you yell at your coach and now what? Now you're just, now you're just in a, into a bigger problem than yeah. it really was if you really just listen to him because yeah. he's at the end of the day he's your coach, like it or not you're gonna have to do what he does what we what he tells you to do right exactly so and you just gotta I mean it, it it's it's also a sense of of building those relationships with yeah. with the coach because yeah. there's a difference between talking back in yeah. the sense of that but there's also times when you have to to say something because the coach might yeah. not see it from that that perspective see, yeah that's, you know that's I mean? yeah exactly that's what that was i was kind of gonna like gonna get to that like yeah you know if if it's really something that you didn't like like just talk to him after practice don't oh, don't do yeah. it during 100 you know like i would talk to him after practice and then that that right there shows maturity yeah, no matter how private. that goes just the fact that you did that shows that you're mature yeah because you in that time, it's also a sense of in front of the team, mm-hmm. the coach's authority is the coach's authority. Mm-hmm. If if one player is able to overtake the coach's authority, the rest of the team thinks the exact same thing. So a coach, yep. a lot of athletes need to understand: no coach is going to give you the authority of being the coach in right. front of the team. And Facts. if they do, then it's a broken team. It's a broken team, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's playing playing favorites and all that. Exactly. A real coach is going to make it known that 
whatever he says is what's gonna go yeah but he's also gonna be open to new ideas mm-hmm. open to listening to his players yeah. but at the right time there's yeah. a time you yeah. know what i'm saying there's yeah. a right time right place mm-hmm. all of that all of that comes into play and you know what i'm saying we've talked about so many things mm-hmm. and all of them is what are constantly going through an athlete's mind you know what i'm saying constantly every yeah. day like you wake up football Everything I gotta do this, I gotta do that, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, and then this is, that. that's just, like, that's that's why I started the podcast, but because I really want people to understand that, you know what I mean? Because yeah, what goes through an athlete's mind, right? What goes through an athlete's mind, because it, it's hard to understand that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard to understand that you, you, you can wake up and, and genuinely be angry with the world because, <laughs> you know, it's just some yeah. stuff is going on in the sports world, you know what I mean? Right. And people outside of sports world, they can't understand that. They don't understand that at all. Like they're looking at you, like really, just you're just emotional. Of that. You're emotional. You're emotional. Yeah, like, you know, they, they think you're, you're overtly emotional when, in truth, you've probably suppressed that emotion for years and years, mm-hmm. and then it comes out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we see a lot of times in athletes, like professionals' careers, when they, it's all they have all the money and all of that. You see a breakdown happen or something yeah, like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's gonna what people have to understand is there's not gonna be a point when it gets easy mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's just gonna continuously harder harder. get harder and harder yeah. and harder and then there will there might be a point when you can say okay when you retire yeah mm-hmm. then you're outside of the game mm-hmm. you no longer have while you're involved with the game there's only new heights to reach because there's mm-hmm. always gonna be someone better mm-hmm. there's always gonna be a better opportunity there's always gonna be yep. always something else to do yep. and that's where I like your point about how you have to handle adversity and continue to build up those responses to adversity so that no matter what the situation is, you're always ready. Coping mm-hmm. mechanisms. You mm-hmm. have everything to re- everything from your past to help you with your future rather than looking back at the past and being like, oh, this is this is what happened here. So I'm going to act the exact same way. Like, no, yeah, you got to learn from that learn stuff from, and yeah. create an Create a new way to do it. Yeah. Try it out again. If that yeah. doesn't work, redo it. Again. Exactly. That's that's the that's a, a really big point about um growing up alone, just learning and unlearning, and then just repeating like that, unlearning, learning, just new things about different things in life. Because like we're we're humans, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the 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 best thing about being human is the fact that we're ever like uh, it everlasting learners yeah exactly. you can never know everything yeah. and that's that's a lot of people see it as a curse but it's a blessing it's a blessing you always there's always going to be a purpose in life for you if exactly you, make it. you know see, what I'm like saying? if you if you know everything you got everything you want now what now you're, what you're Literally. not going to be happy i you're promise gonna happy. you exactly. you're, you're going to want to keep doing something and if you can't do anything you have no purpose that's when you know you're going to be sad because you really can't do anything Exactly, and that's where a lot of times our desires lead us to places we don't even think. You know what I mean? Like athletes would be like, "I want a ring, I want a ring." They get the ring now. What? Yeah. What am I? Yeah. Okay, you got your ring. What are you gonna do now? Yeah. Type of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. And then they lost. You know what I'm saying? Five years, ten years goes by, and the world forgets that. Yeah. That's the other thing is, with continuous growth and all of that means you. If you're not staying relevant, then yeah, you don't get left there behind. There you go. Yeah, you're gone. And who, a big athlete is, who are you mm-hmm. without that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Can you be okay with having a regular family and being okay with the, and being completely 
happy with the fact that now it's just your wife and kids. Mm. This is a regular life. You're not no superstar like that no more. And a lot of people can't handle that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if that is like, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm this regular, almost, I'm not going to say regular, honestly, because yeah. it's not even like that. It's just like, I'm not that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But there's still so many things I can you can do. Exactly. And it, it, that's 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 the best part about that's life. The, yeah, that's literally like a sports like a small section. So that's such a small section. Yeah. And it's a small section that a lot of people make everything. And yep. A lot of athletes deal with the issue of who am I without this sport? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the answer is I don't know. And that's where it's like almost I feel bad almost, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, it I know what it's like to feel completely lost, and that's, it's a terrifying feeling almost, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I, I I feel that, but I would say, like, you know, as, as an advice, like, you know, just, again, like what we were talking about, mm-hmm. there's so much things in life. This is just something that you just got to keep telling yourself, no matter how down you are, no matter how rough it is, you just got to keep telling yourself, like, you Bro, there's so much stuff I could do out here. If I could, if I could literally work out like a maniac, get a ring, like there's so much crazier things I could do. Oh, 100%. you know what I mean? Like one hundred percent. What like playing like just like for example, just being a football player, you're doing some crazy stuff, crazy workouts. You're doing some abnormal stuff. So that could that could lead you into you know doing it to something else that's as creative and then you know you could you know later on find it find in love and uh, find in love with it you know what i mean exactly so it's like 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 it's literally what you're saying is it's the point that i want to get across with the tell your story podcast because mm-hmm. that that's exactly what i that's exactly what i'm doing right now you know mm-hmm. what i mean i didn't know who i was when i stopped playing basketball i for a long time i i really thought i was at rock bottom mm-hmm but there's a cool part about being at rock bottom because like a lot of people, you can only go up, and that that's the the genuine truth about it all. Because when you hit that point, you really get a perspective. You get humbled. Yep. You get you get all the tools you need to build yourself back up. Wake up call. A wake up call exactly. Yep. And from there, that's when I decided to start the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that leads me to this point. You know what I mean? There's so many things inside of sports. Yep. I'm not an athlete anymore, but I'm still, I'm still here impacting the industry. Yep. You know, I'm involved in the industry, and that's exactly. that's all I could ask for. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I I know for the same is gonna go for you yeah. outside of the sports. You know what I mean? Like you're Brad Kamayu, the football player, mm-hmm. but you're also just Brad Kamayu. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to do many things once the football is away. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that kind of brings me to the end of this podcast, honestly, because we, we basically touched on damn near yeah, that's true. every aspect of, the, of yeah. the sports life, yeah, yeah. of what an athlete goes through. And, you know, Brad, like, your story was one that I, I truly believe is, is both inspiring but also educational because, like you said, from a young age you really started to get that, that mindset towards the long-term goal. And that's, that's that's where I find it to be the most inspiring about you in particular is just because, like, so many people don't develop that until they feel like they have to. So a lot of times it's, oh, when you're going to university, you know, you got to get your life together now. Yep. If you, you can start doing that shit 
10 years earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The younger... I mean, it's... As a kid, when you hear this, it's like, no, I don't want to do that. But, like, when you grow up later on, you're just like, man, I'm so glad I did that. Like, oh what like, as, like what I was going to say is, at a young age, that's when you're supposed to work your ass off. I, I completely agree with that. Because, because you're young. Yes, have your fun. Exactly. But don't ruin your future. Like, prepare your future because the real fun is when you're an adult. And, and the freedom is there. And the freedom is there. And you could do whatever you want. And then, because you worked so hard as a kid. Yeah. And that that's where it's like it's it's so it's so backwards almost yeah. in the way that society is today. Yeah. Because it's like it's like, yeah, enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. But And they just stay on that. That's that's yeah, it. that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's where they stop. I'm they, enjoying they stay life. They're there. My best life. And then but they never hit a point where yeah. it's it's time to work. Time to work, exactly. And it's easy to the thing that's the best part about doing it at a young age is you don't have bills to pay. Yeah. You you don't have responsibility. You don't have food to put on in in most cases. I'm not gonna because there's definitely kids that have those types of responsibilities mm-hmm. and my heart goes out to them for that because mm-hmm. it's hard to deal with that at a mm-hmm. young age. But mm-hmm. take advantage of the time you have now while all of those aspects of life are being taken care of. Because right. Right. Man, when when we are at that age, when it's it all hits you like a train exactly. because there's not a, there's not going to be a gradual thing. It's not going to be like, Oh, when I turn 21 is when I start. Yeah. When you, just you gotta... you're going to hit an age when it's like bills, yep. taxes, buy a house, get a job. And there's, there's no time limit to this shit. It's just going to come at you at one point. Mm-hmm. But if you were ready for that, if you were thinking like that, when you didn't I have had... to think like that, right. you'll be good. You'll be good. It doesn't matter from there. That's the thing. Just, that's like that's that's literally how I live. I'm I'm just thinking long term all the time. Thinking and that that's that's really how you're gonna be able to put yourself in a position where you don't have to think long term anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're just gonna get to a point where you're like, now I'm just thinking about how do I wanna spend this free time? Exactly. I've earned it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can spend it in any way you want to. Exactly. There's no confinement to mm-hmm. it. But when you're living your life, you're living your life, you're living your life. Yeah. Eventually, what life is going to do is switch it on you and confine what you can do because you, you, you can't afford this. You can't pay that. You you don't have the good enough credit to do this and that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, it can all be avoided just by really, really separating yourself at a young age from the common group and saying that, you know, I got... I have a purpose. Let, exactly. let, me, let me let me fulfill that. Exactly. Find us. Uh, find about. F- find within yourself, what is different from others, and, and make then, it special. Yes, that's what I'm. Excel, excel exactly. from that talent. Yeah, I and completely agree. And um, so just to end the podcast here, what would you want to be, if anything? You know what I mean. Everyone listening to this podcast. If they could take away one thing from your story, one thing that you want to stick with people, what what would those words be? I mean, personally speaking, from what I've been seeing, I I see a lot of people with their heads down, like not uh people people aren't really as confident. Mm-hmm. So I would really say like dig really deep into yourself. Like if you really want to get it, keep telling yourself you're gonna get it. And you're going to get it if you put in that if if you put in that work and you keep telling yourself that you're gonna get it, you're going to get it. No matter what anyone else says, no matter 
how close they are. Like, if you really believe that you're going to get to where you want to be, turn off, like, turn off your brain. Don't listen to anyone else. Just work, work your ass off and go get it. Speak it into existence, too. Speak it into existence, exactly. Like, when you say you're going to do something, do it literally at that moment. Yeah. Because that's the worst thing to do is say that you're going to do it tomorrow. Maybe, like, even saying that I'm I'm about to do it in an hour. Don't do that. Do that right now. Even, like, for example, you say you're going to do something, and then the time comes, you're like, I don't really want to do it. Once that that thought comes to your mind... Don't even listen to your thought. Listen to your body. But your body should just make your body just do it. Go and do it. Like, yeah. You really just just chase chase what you gotta chase, bro. Like, it's really it's really not as hard as you think. Once you're like in the middle of the journey, like you know what I mean. Yeah, that's an important thing. It is hard, but it's not at the same time. It's hard. No, it's it is it is really hard. It is really hard, but but everyone over like overestimates how hard it really is though to the point where it's like i don't even want to try yeah they think it's like close to impossible it's no not, no no it's not impossible it's not as once long you, as you once tell you yourself start, every day yo once you once you get it started you're really gonna realize like wow this is this is manageable i could deal with this you know mm-hmm. i i completely agree with that and um honestly thank you for sharing those words of inspiration brad Appreciate um, you. i'm sure they mean a lot they're gonna mean a lot to many of the listeners out there of the podcast and I hope, and I'm sure you hope the same thing, that it has a positive impact on their lives as well as that being said. I do hope everyone enjoyed and learned as much as they could from this podcast. We have unfortunately reached the end of the podcast, but certainly not the end of the Brad Kamayu story. Brad, I'm wishing you the best as you continue on your journey. And for any of those people who want to keep up with Brad, kind of see where his story is going to go, I'll be providing all of his social media and such on all of my platforms. Thank you for listening, and remember... We write our own stories. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Work towards becoming the best version of yourself at your own pace, and I'm sure the rest will be history.